0: Hello and welcome to another just dynamite episode of Adventures in Movies podcast where we talk about the indie and genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. I am not Nathaniel Murr. Um, I am Blake Heath. I am a brewer and I am the host of this here show today. And I'm joined by the the lovely and talented and always a little bit suspicious of her what she's up to over there. Regina, thanks for joining us today, Regina.
1: Hello, and I'm going to try and copy the cadence of Blake's voice today.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know why I have to do that to like get through these things, but that's what I do. So
1: <laughs> I like it. That's a very like kind of like horror movie
0: horror host right like <laughs> yeah yeah i, I
1: kind
0: of like Red, um, let it all season. so it's a it's a rare show uh we don't typically do these things all by ourselves regina so this is actually kind of fun uh we were gonna have a special guest with us uh jonathan from aurelia's uh, brewery a good friend of mine and a big uh giallo movie fan couldn't join us he's gonna join us again later at a later date so we'll keep our uh our eyes peeled and ears peeled for that it's another week down we approach october 1st regina how how are you doing over there and you're prepared to as you prepare to move i don't know if this is too much information to move from one side of this state 900 miles away to the far reaches of west texas back
1: someone at work told me today they said they're going to miss me because after all el paso is practically mexico and not part of <laughs> texas
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. So, now, yes,
1: I am preparing for my. Uh, for you're preparing for your genre. Yes, we'll travel. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, a, it, it's a, people that don't, if you've just never been to Texas, it's hard. To, I think it's hard for you to understand that you can drive for 10 hours in one direction and never leave the state. You know, it's that's just, you know, California. I guess if you started at the top, maybe you can make it like something like that. That's Texas is pretty unique. And uh, I had a, a family member describe driving across Texas um, very poignantly. And I don't know if it was original, but uh, it's just miles and miles of miles and miles. <laughs> and miles. <laughs> so take it slow. It's a nice drive. You know, you're, 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 you're picking the right season anyway. It's not sweltering hot.
1: That's true. And like, I'm excited for the destination. That's for sure. So that should it's, make it. It's very exciting right. to have
0: you. Yes. Yeah, very exciting to have you back in the Chihuahua Desert. You're much, uh, much missed and we're excited to have you back. So this is a horror movie podcast Regina. Gina.
1: I know, sorry. Oh <laughs> no. of all the bodies, I could potentially be passing and doing that right through the desert.
0: <laughs> no, it's hilarious. Well, so I was actually listening to some back episodes because I'm like, I'm such a space cadet. Like, I'm like, what does Patrick say? How do you start these things? And, I was listening, and I'm was, and i like, dude, we talk a lot of sports at the beginning of these shows. It's always like fantasy football or college or something. So whatever. I think people <laughs> like it. So there's a lot of stuff about to hit streaming. Um, I found a pretty great list here off Rotten Tomatoes and i thought it would be fun as i continue my cadence of weird announcer voice uh, we're gonna kind of go down the list here and i want to kind of gauge uh your interest my interest on some of the highlights here i'm not going to go down all of them basically starting here september 30th so just a couple days away hocus pocus 2 how how do you feel about hocus pocus 2 are you excited (laughs) are you a
1: fan of the original one I'm a fan of the original one where it's like not Halloween unless I catch Hocus Pocus somewhere. <laughs> and I'm really excited to see the the sequel, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I hope it doesn't take away from the magic of the first one.
0: Right. I, right. I can
1: still watch the first one and love it, but I wonder if it's more like the nostalgia factor. And hopefully that doesn't, it happens to me sometimes where I, I will actually retroactively hate a movie because of the sequel. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen to me. <laughs> this time.
0: What was the last one? What was the last uh, sequel that made you hate a movie?
1: You know, I used to really like the first Pitch Perfect movie. It was always on cable. Okay,
0: yes. and then
1: I watched the second one, and I was like, "That's that's not good." So I watched it, <laughs> once, and then I watched the third one, and it made me hate myself for all the times I watched the first one.
0: Wow. Uh, so what's the, but what about it set you off? Was it just like they were glomming on to like the bullshit a little bit too much? I think
1: it made me. It really like shone a light on the things that were used as comedy in the first one. The, all the fat amy jokes it's like well there's well rabbit wilson's a funny lady there's more to her than just being fat Like i can't be the punchline and the third one she okay. finds love with some other guy or the second one i don't know but every time big mm. like something sexy is about to happen to him it's like played for laughs like ew fat oh. people have sex <laughs> ew. it's like really messed up and then there's also like a lesbian character but she's like I'm a crazy lesbian. I'm gonna go grab you. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she's like really and she's inappropriate. Like a like,
1: and it's like, yeah. what? so it's just like a really problematic movie. It feels like okay. it should have been made maybe like in the '90s for the wow. way it behaves itself.
0: So, so we're canceling Pitch Perfect too. Get out of here. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Pitch Perfect.
1: <laughs> See, I would have just kept on enjoying the first one. Okay. You
0: know? Well, but, you're making yeah. me. You're making me think, and I'm like, man, what's what's I was like, man, some of my favorite movies are sequels, like Tremors 2. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite ones. But like one that made me hate something, man, Saw got off the rails real quick.
1: Really fast. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Not that I didn't like kind of still enjoy what I saw, but I was like, oh, boy, they had something kind of really cool. Now it's just a bunch of nonsense. But okay, anyway, (laughs) we'll move down the list. We don't want to stick too long on this interview with the vampire season one coming on AMC we're we're both kind of lit people you know um lit uh, <laughs> literature because we're cool yeah because we're lit because that's what a fucking cool person would say <laughs> uh interview with the vampire season one uh are you an Anne rice fan are you excited about this
1: oh i am a super Anne rice fan <laughs> i was um i
0: knew that already but i had to ask <laughs>
1: Well, when I went to New Orleans recently for the Overlook Film Festival, everywhere I was walking, I was like, Decatur Street. I know that. It's (laughs) Rachel from The Body Thief. I was like losing my mind everywhere. Like, I wonder if Lestat walked here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if he ate a rat over there.
1: (laughs) I felt all that, like that excitement, that teenage vampire love I had. It all came rushing back to me.
0: Came rushing back. I I don't know much about this. Um, Looking at the cast, they're all kind of very young, beautiful people, um, which is Perfect, I guess. Um, and we just lost Anne Rice, so I'm excited for this. Uh, I, I I like a good sexy vampire, you know, story. So let's get sexy. Let's do uh, it.
1: S- Side note on that: I just saw yeah. they released footage today um, of that of the Anne Rice's Mayfair Tales, uh, Tales of the Mayfair Witches. So I guess that uh, show is coming on soon. Actually.
0: Okay, great. So. Well, man, Anne's popping off. Well, it's not like she didn't enjoy her fame
1: and success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right moving down the road moving down the road so um october 6th um and uh if i didn't mention that that was october 2nd for an interview with the vampire october 6th we got a, a a show favorite i unfortunately didn't get to watch it but deadstream shutter it's gonna be on shutter coming up tell us about your experience with deadstream
1: so i watch a lot of horror movies yes, you
0: do. and
1: um yeah jump scares i jump you know where ah. i'm like you or i'm like oh I'm going to look away if something's going to go inside someone's ear. I'm like, oh, you know? Yeah, that's always bad. It takes (laughs) It doesn't rarely happen where something happens on screen, and I scream like a freaking goonie, loud, and like for like (laughs) maybe like four minutes straight.
0: (laughs) So it spooked you that good.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty good scare. And I look back at it when I try to describe the scene. I won't describe it because I won't run it for anybody. But uh, to somebody, I'm like, it's a pretty standard scare.
0: (laughs) It's just well done,
1: but just you know, timing is everything. And it really got me. Oh. Like I was worried that the neighbors to start coming, like banging on the door or like calling the cops. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I swear to God, I'm used to this, but this one got me. This one got me. Like so, so cool. If I was so, a
1: cartoon, and my hair would have stood up, and like my I would have come out of my clothes. Like uh,
0: yeah, I was gonna say like yeah, you yeah you would have jumped out of your skin. Yeah. So um, it's a found footage movie, right? Um, right. Kind of a monster flick. It, I, I really can't wait, uh, and I'm glad I get to see it, and it's just like a week away. I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Hellraiser. How do you feel about the Hellraiser?
1: I'm excited for it. I don't, I've don't. i never really, like I, I like, I like Hellraiser movies. They're fun to watch. I've never had, like, a particularly, like, warm spot in my heart for them, but I always, like, enjoyed right. them. I can get more excited when it's something that I'm not that attached to. When it comes, <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh yeah, let's!" I'm excited to check it out. Um, you know
0: that—that's a perfect way to put it. Like Hellraiser to me is just—it's like, I, obviously, it's like a, it's a classic uh, horror franchise. People, there's a lot of love for it. Uh, I—we've talked about it. I—I I don't like the first one that much. I, I'm more of a Hellraiser two guy just because it gets weird and shit. But yeah, yeah I'm excited. I think it's—it's it's the perfect horror property to kind of like. Let's take some time to reinvent and uh, October 7th for that. And I believe that's on uh, Amazon. Is that an Amazon or is that a Hulu property?
1: I think it's a Hulu one. I right? think
0: it's a yeah Hulu. It's going to be on Hulu October 7th. So, all right. So also coming on October 7th. This one, honestly, I had no idea about it. Um, well, I'd forgotten completely. And I watched the trailer for it. And so I would implore you to do it if you haven't. Werewolf by Night, Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. So what the do you know about is it? Badass. It's a badass trailer. Yeah. Totally agree. Black and white. Um, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil the trailer. It's that good of a trailer. Um, if but I'm excited. Universal
1: yeah. monster movies, it's gonna like it's gonna give you a big universal like boner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> if these shows had a, had a title, this would be definitely the Universal Boner Show. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Harkening uh, back to all all your classic feels and vibes of uh, silver screen uh, horror cinema, and I guess what this is setting up. And, and we don't we don't try to do the Marvels and Disney stuff too too much because it's not like they have don't have marketing campaigns that they spend billions of dollars on. But this looks cool. And I I I'd like to see yeah you guys got a lot of money now let's put some budget towards some more genre stuff. Do you know if this is like um a part of like a continuing horror theme that they're going to run with? Does this have tie into the overall Marvel universe? What's what do you know anything about it?
1: I don't know anything about it. That's what I was wondering because it just feels because it's Disney Plus putting out that it might have some tie into something. But it just it has Marvel branding.
0: Movie. You know it's yeah. it's branded Marvel for sure. So that's what made me think. But yeah, I have no. I have no idea.
1: I know your the basic mainstream Marvel stuff that I follow on Disney Plus now, right? Like the Avengers, right. stuff, but like I don't really know enough like to know that there's like a anything that this could possibly connect it to, like maybe in the comic book world or
0: Very you know,
1: monster thing though going forward. Uh, oh uh,
0: yeah. I mean I, honestly I can't wait. I, I pay for that because I got the Hulu, I guess. So I get that so that's definitely something I'm I'm gonna be checking out. All right, let's move down the list here. So let's see. Okay, so the next day and I swear to God, I'm not gonna go every day, but this is there's bring it on october 8th bring it on cheer or die coming to sci-fi you're excited for it i know you're ready i know you're ready is it
1: it. i might be is this bring it on like a like another sequel but like like a horror version yes
0: yes yes? yeah (laughs) (laughs) we talked about it on the show like probably a couple months two months ago maybe and like we were kind of going around and around and it's just like yeah i have no idea and i think it's kind of gone through some iterations of like what it was actually gonna gonna be but i'll read though the movie info, info for you right here on uh on rotten tomatoes a cheer squad's plan to have a secret practice <laughs> at a nearby abandoned school which is such a scooby-doo fucking plot uh on halloween takes a terrifying turn when their teammates begin to disappear one by one fucking sign me up man this is like this sounds like so much fun yeah (laughs) like i'm gonna carve a pumpkin and fucking watch bring it on is what i'm gonna do that
1: sounds like a very good evening yeah
0: so (laughs) october 8th nobody call me because that's what that's what's going on (laughs) all right so let's move on down the road i think this uh we kind of skip a few days here so we're gonna we're gonna skip forward let's see about 10 days october 18th netflix one of my favorite properties, and it's not necessarily horror, but it totally fits with the vibe. Unsolved Mysteries, season three, hitting Netflix. How excited are you for this?
1: That's fun. For some reason, Unsolved Mysteries is like a comfort thing for me. It's a yep. great thing to throw on because you're going to get sucked in. And I don't know what it is about, but I'm, I'm down to watch it. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I, a, I've i loved the first season in particular. I just thought was awesome. And, uh, you know, I think just our, as genre files, we're all kind of into this kind of weird, morbid shit. And, uh, man, nobody's doing it better, really, than uh, than Unsolved Mysteries lately. So, yeah, I am thrilled. I cannot wait. Again, I hope. Uh, I have no idea if it's going to be um, how many episodes it's going to be or whatnot. Hopefully they, they get like five or six in there because, uh, man, I would I would love to spend a few days going through that. All right, man. October 20th. I think these this property is kind of loved and hated nowadays, but I still like it. VHS ninety nine, coming
1: to Shutter. Do uh, you, you a fan of the VHS? I, I think I am and I'm, I am and i not the same thing. <laughs> exactly, I yeah, like right? one of them, don't like one. Then I like the other one. So
0: <laughs> my experience with the last one, I I enjoyed it. That yeah. that one I, I liked a lot. The the rat creature was super creepy, and and I I don't exactly like the poster for this is is really cool, but I I don't really it says a punk rock analog days of vhs so like i don't think 1999 when i think that but I, I don't know it says we're bringing into a hellish new millennium so yeah i mean i was in high school in 1999 so that it feels was kind like
1: of hellscape it's like the height of boy bands
0: yeah frosted yeah. tips man abercrombie shirts Puka uh, shells. puka um. shells hemp <laughs> Lots of hemp jewelry, okay. necklaces, and bracelets. Uh, so I hope there's a fair bit of that in this. Yeah. I hope there's at least one Britney Spears reference. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to make of it, but I, I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Yeah, um, check it out. This is getting released October 25th. Um, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. It's going to be on Netflix, and it's only described as kind of like a, a sinister anthology series. Um, brought to us by horror creators puppeteered by famous Guillermo del Toro I mean come on that sounds pretty great
1: you know you're gonna get some really awesome visuals um great, great for
0: sure. I, I saw one like small picture of like some makeup effects that they were doing and yeah it looked uh looked really great my problem with these kind of things is like I we're big horror anthology fans and I get my hopes up for stuff like this so I, I don't want it to let me down in any way like uh the frog fucking what's the frog fucker movie you made? I fucking hate that. Shape of Water. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't need any frog fucking frogs, anything like that. Um, so uh, okay, we'll move on. So, uh, so uh, let's see. Oh, so this one. Let's jump back a little bit. I, I wanted to get your take on this because I uh, I I hadn't heard of this movie um, until recently, and I watched the trailer for it, and I'm pretty um, excited about it. It's actually releasing like uh, tomorrow, so it'll be out by the time this podcast is out. Sissy. Do you know anything oh. about this? Have you watched the trailer for this?
1: I've actually um, seen that. Okay,
0: one. I was wondering if you had. So, um, is this something we should be excited about?
1: I say cautiously, be excited, and I say this okay. as a person who liked the movie, just because um, it does move a little bit slow, but it is it is interesting, and um, I think it's worth the wait. It's it's not what you're going to expect, I think, because like for, at least for me, it wasn't what I expected, and it kind of it, it was good in a good way.
0: Well, that, that leaves me tingling with Antissa. <laughs> All right. So our first film, an oldie, but a goodie. Um, well, it depends on how you feel about it, I guess. 1977's Suspiria, director Dario Argento. This is one of the three, it's a trilogy, right? It's the first of right. a trilogy, The Three Mothers, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Um and uh, it is described via the IMDb as an American newcomer to a prestigious German ballet academy. Comes to realize that the school is a front for something sinister amid a series of grisly murders. That is, very, that is a very apt description of this movie. Yes. But there's so much more to it. And uh, I guess where I want to start with this is, where did you when did you first see Suspiria? Or when did you first hear about it?
1: I first saw it, I was, I believe, in my early 20s um and it was on Trader classic movies on a halloween night so um i remember it was like a halloween that felt like on a saturday and i watched it and uh best halloween night
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was a really
1: good watch it was not what i was expecting at all from the i mean i read the title like oh it sounds creepy and i didn't realize exactly what i was in store for so
0: yeah that's you know so that's so i think you nailed it like i think your early 20s is like the perfect time to see this movie for the first time i remember watching it my brother watching it and i remember like kind of walking through the room and being like what's that fucking colorful boring movie you're watching and he (laughs) he was like oh like fuck you you wouldn't get it and he's totally right i was far too young at the time to have the patience or you know even get what what the fuck was happening so i was in college i was probably um 20 19 20 21 right in there Um, and yeah, I went to the video store and I was like, Man, Suspiria, the movie I, you know, I've heard you always hear about. Yeah. So I rented it and I, and I watched it. And yeah, I I wish it had been a cool Halloween night. Um, (laughs) but it was, you know, like a night alone in the, in the apartment. And, you know, obviously the thing that first, you know, you first notice about this movie is the, the color and, and, and the camera work.
1: Right. I
0: think. And, um, I think it's real, it's real, you know, it's weird because I think this movie kind of set other filmmakers up with the idea of like, wow, I could do that. Nah, nah, this movie barely does it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I say that with great reverence, you know, like I, I really do. Like this movie is kind of difficult um, on a lot of levels. I don't know. Do you, do you kind of feel that way about this? Or do you think this is like an easy watch?
1: So it's difficult. I think in the sense that first of all, when it first starts off, it's almost completely inaudible. Cause they're <laughs> so insane. The storm yeah. is wild. There's a narrator who's kind of just this creepy voice, very, like very softly, basically um, mm-hmm. a lot going on, you know, but a whole lot of nothing at the same time. Right. We just see what's her name, Susie getting into the getting into the cab Then she drives up to a creepy house. It's like, well, they're not gonna let her in. I guess I'll go somewhere else. And then yeah. <laughs> um, so it feels like there's a whole lot of nothing, but it's actually a lot of something. So it, It does take a little while. Um, a lot's going on, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. We have a sounds and we have this crazy color palette, these jewel tones that are yeah insane. Um, it reminds me a lot of um watching like uh Looney Tunes, like when you're watching that Hansel and Gretel cartoon. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah, no exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) So interesting fact about like the colors and stuff in this movie. Um, instead of using like the the gel slides over um, uh, the lights during filming, Dario used uh, fabric. So he would stretch colored fabric out and then by doing so, it, and like he would like layer it up sometimes. And so then he could get the cap, the lights like right up against the, the actors. So they're just completely washed out with color. And it is so striking. This movie is such a visual treat like it is it's one of the more you know uh original and unique shooting styles and the other thing that we're like is like we were talking about like it's kind of just the whole beginning of the movie is like this it's never it's non-stop motion right it's just, right. just moving from one thing to the next and it's like you said it's a violent storm and it's she's drenched and she's wearing like this like wool outfit and i'm like oh that must weigh a ton but it, it is it, it, it kind of takes you and like he uses a lot of like dolly shots and stuff so the camera's moving the whole time um it's a very interesting thing and um <laughs> it kind of gets going like right away um it, we it's got that kind of build up but then we get a we get a kind of a traumatic death you know not too far deep into the movie and it's one of the best ones on on in the in the film
1: you know, the thing about that scene, too, the build-up to that scene, the one thing about this film is that it moves quickly, but some it knows how to take its time to build right. up that suspense. And that scene um, with that first death, we see a woman, she's in the bathroom and she's just staring outside the window for a very long time. And you're just waiting for something to come <laughs> out that window. You're waiting for it. And something about just like clothes on the clothesline, moving around the wind is scary in itself. And just mm-hmm. like the time it takes to build up to it. And then when we get it, it is completely complete gore and it's fantastic
0: it's it's yeah it incorporates so much you you got bright colors again great practical effects uh you know the some of the 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 way the the glass and stuff uh breaks it's it's really cool and you know um one of the things incredibly hairy arms um (laughs) (laughs) which is i think dario agenda's arm i think that's his cameo But yeah, it's it's immediately it's just like captivates you visually and for whatever um, confusion you may have in the story, which there is plenty. um, I think one of my biggest problems with this movie is it kind of it kind of just it kind of just bounces back and forth. Bad shit happening and uncomfortable situations and how bad roommates are. Roommates are just the worst. I I just I I don't know why you'd ever have roommates like ever like that. Like it's just no super bad. Um, But it yeah it does it does such a it's a unique st- bit of storytelling and it's and it's atypical and for the time it was super atypical and i think in re-watching it this time i've kind of realized like man this movie's been cribbed on way more than i've kind of realized you know and i don't know do you, do you do you do you recall anything about it that you were like man that's something that I've seen it elsewhere now, or other than maybe just the colors and stuff,
1: you know and I can't I can't exactly place where, but there's certain scenes, like even for example, just when they have Susie dancing and she's um right. the camera's following her, and it looks it looks like she's being pulled against her will because she has no energy to dance, but they're making her dance mm-hmm. that that scene itself, I was like, that reminds me of something else I just saw fairly recently, um, right. and also like just I would say, um there's this really great scene also one of those scenes that takes a while to for the build-up where everyone has to sleep in the dance hall and they have sheets up um (laughs) so i'm like okay that's that's totally like inspired quite a few things going on
0: right yeah (laughs) well just the the maggots right and all that stuff like there's yeah there's like yeah i just there's so many like subtle little things that uh that that i i it's really just striking and you know the the set dressing i think is another thing to be taken into account just the the overall aesthetic of the entire film is you know it's it's like ugly you know in a a lot of ways like it's It's it's,
1: fancy ugly
0: (laughs) it's fancy italian ugly and i don't know quite what to make of it because i'm like damn i'm sure that's expensive but god i'd never have
1: like the halls of the of the dance school it's like these red velvet walls and It looks really pretty and elegant, but it's also really creepy. Like, why would you, you know, like that doesn't mean it's not practical to have a dance school looking that way.
0: No, it's like, (laughs) is there a sex
1: cult after hours here? Because it sure
0: looks sex culty to me. Yeah. No, it's, and the other thing that I think is really cool about this movie is the music. Goblins. (laughs) Goblins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, go go ahead. What, what do you how do you what do you feel about this music?
1: I think for me when I first started watching the movie, when it first time I ever watched it, it's the music that captured my attention. Yeah. It's, it's just so creepy. It's got those tinkl that tinkly bell sound, the raspy voice that just randomly yells out which
0: <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, which is super cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean so, it's nice throughout the whole movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, another kind of like interesting little factoid about like the making of the thing—he played the score like during filming, so like to to kind of put them in the in the in the mood kind of vibe. And um, I just, how do you, how many people do that kind of thing? Like, that's that's having some real like vision, I think, for your movie. You know,
1: what kind of vibe do you think you what kind of (laughs) do you think you would get into after hearing
0: that? I'm not sure, but I know my man Prince would have been into it. So, (laughs) (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) But (laughs) so the movies, I mean, we've barely kind of talked about what the plot is. I mean, she's a dancer, she's being kind of terrorized in this little music school. You kind of have a ball bricker or two, um, school marm, dance leader, woman. I don't know what you'd call a ballet, ballet general. (laughs) (laughs) She she was a real bitch. but she's kind of going through this horrible, just horrible experience. You know, this is like a true blue bad time for her from the word go. And uh, you can't help f- but feel bad for her, you know, through through the movie. Um, I, I don't know. the. Did, did you pick up on like anything emotionally that would have like, I, I well, the reason I asked this is because like it almost this movie almost makes you want to like be on the side of the evil witch dance school. I felt
1: well you know what's weird is that like they talk a lot about money in the movie yeah so right away it's like oh well, you can stay with this person we don't have your room available but you can stay with this girl she's going to charge you like rent once a month or once a week and then it's like oh I'll lend you my shoes but you better pay me for them money keeps coming up and when they talk about other people like it's like oh well, she didn't have money you know like it's almost like money and their mental health go like hand in hand and mm-hmm. so you got your typical mean girl stuff and the, right. the mean girls seem like far worse than the and the witches like witches are going to be witches that's what they're doing <laughs> witches are going to witch man Yeah, <laughs> don't expect too much from them
0: uh, uh yeah no so it's 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 a, it's a really it's a really interesting tale and um i, I don't want to like really talk about the end or because i don't i don't even think there's a point um i kind yeah. of i kind of think you know if you haven't seen Suspiria yet Regina uh c or no c
1: definitely c
0: <laughs> yes yes and you
1: mentioned yeah. you want to talk about the end there's no point in watching the end just enjoy the ride <laughs>
0: yeah exactly I, I i think that there's a lot to be said about this movie and you know we've kind of touched on a lot of the fun stuff but it, it's it's iconic It you have to see it 1977's suspiria uh where did you watch it did you do you have a copy of it
1: I do, I think I have one somewhere in El Paso where a lot of our thinking ah. still are, but okay. um I watched it on it's actually um I saw it on Tubi.
0: On Tubi. So that's yeah. where I watched it as well. So a resounding recommend from Regina and myself. Go watch Suspiria.
1: Suspiria. Feels like you have to whisper it. <laughs> <That's> Suspiria.
0: <laughs> our feature presentation. We don't want really to call them that. Except I do when I host so our feature presentation today is uh 2022's satanic hispanics i know i said on the podcast we were going to talk some stephen king didn't happen so we pivoted to a cool thing i think a much cooler thing satanic hispanics uh it's uh i think it i don't know if it debuted at fantastic fest but it just had a run there um i believe they won best directors for a horror feature there at that third festival so I'll give you just a brief synopsis. How would we describe this? So, Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> yes. is um, arrested, I believe, in El Paso.
1: In El Paso, yeah. <laughs> in El
0: Paso. Uh, and he is telling his uh, police uh, captors <laughs> that uh, it, he, they better just let him go because something bad's about to happen. And this is a fucking awesome way to start an anthology movie. Uh, Regina, how did you
1: like the setup of this guy? I thought the setup was really neat and <laughs> you know the it's such a, like, it's a dark gritty setup you know you have like this very it's a very clearly like serious situation there's been like there's immigrants involved and the cops are there and there's just like all sorts sorts of mayhem and bad things that happened um, but then the stories you get the tone for them is also <laughs> different for every story but they're all so much fun. And yes. then you come back to the original story. And that's fine. I think the wraparound works perfectly. It's not often we get a wraparound that works perfectly well with the stories.
0: You just hit the nail on the head. In doing an anthology movie that isn't just like, you know, literally creep show. I'm tearing out pages of a comic book. The wraparound we've seen, as we've seen lately, um, Red Book or whatever that movie was called. <laughs> book of Red. Terror, it's It's hard to do it's hard to do. And um, this one, Mike Melinda's is the, uh, the wraparound director and it's awesome. I, it's got this um, and it, the movie is cool because like you said, there's lots of tone shifts. There's lots of uh, humor that I thought was kind of unexpected um, along with some really dark, dark, dark shit and spooky, spooky, spooky stuff. But yeah, the, the wraparound contains all these, all these aspects too. And I thought it was such such a great setup and this movie um i don't i don't know where you can watch it right now it's uh, alamo draft house maybe it's in theaters i, I think maybe so we're not going to spoil this guy we always preface that we we'll talk about a few we're going to kind of break down some of the some of the things that happened in this guy so it, it breaks into the we get right into chapters right which i love a good title card uh, did you i love this title card Definitely. i thought this was like one of the best ones i've seen in a long time <laughs> I, I really liked it a lot and um Uh, I forget man I don't want to call him Pedro but Pedro Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite he's really great like he he's got this just like intensity on screen in this one that's like it's goofy but it's also very intense and kind of intimidating so um we start with him he's the visitor right or the uh the traveler Traveler. the the traveler you get way deep into to his past but um it kind of starts off with uh almost kind of like a I don't know if it's a traditional ghost story is it Tambien Lovi? The, yes, the, the I, first I think it's very one, much yeah. a
1: cool story, right? I think yeah. it's very much like your typical hunting.
0: Yeah, and um incorporated uh some stuff that I, I actually really love to see, Um and I don't think it's incorporated too much, which is like the arcane, like, mathematics. Like, yeah. <laughs> what a cool concept. Uh, have you
1: seen anything like this before? No, I thought it was really neat, actually. Usually when, I, when they, they introduce anything like maths, anything related to that, I'm like... Bleh. Going to bed, right? But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was actually like it was very well done. It added a lot of originality to the story. um it's a very creative twist on it, so I really like sort of like I guess that vehicle for it. um
0: Right. It, it was cool, and it, it 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 manifested itself in the in the in the in, the, in the, I'll call it a short, I guess the the anthology part. Um, and I, in a way, I didn't expect. You know, I, I I it was totally. It kind of takes you for for a loop there that that one in particular had guessing lots and lots about what was happening and then one of the creepiest ghost zombie things i've i've seen in a very very long time um a very very unique and so um and this one i i think it, that one gets started because uh this guy was one of the he was like this isn't a spoiler he was like one of the dead people found at, uh, where he was discovered i guess right because there's something chasing him down um, but we move on to another one which is um, a vampire
1: El Vampiro vamp-
0: El Vampiro what do, give me your impressions and thoughts of El Vampiro
1: <laughs> I loved it let me count the ways
0: <laughs> oh <I'm>, uh, uh.
1: <laughs> no I, I really loved it because you have this dark creepy story and then you get this vampire who looks like a young grandpa monster <laughs> yeah <laughs> classic vampire look and you have a vampire who's on. all i'm gonna say about the plot this one is you have a vampire out of the town who's got to make her feel
0: <laughs> right right he's he's he may be a, a dollar late and a buck short uh <laughs> but it's it's uh it's a very it's a very fun and like you said the the shift in that you know into a kind of a lighthearted, kind of goofy even uh uh short that doesn't always work but here it just totally kind of was seamless I, I thought it was really cool
1: yeah it would it would be very easy to do this story because I, I, it's it's not a far stretched to call this story cute okay because I found absolutely it kind of adorable. Not. <laughs> um, absolutely not
0: yeah heartwarming it, even
1: it, it never falls into the camp part really it's it's cute and it's fun and it's enjoyable and you can still go back don't skip, skip a beat and you'll end back in the scary stuff again.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was so cool. It was such a fun little departure. And uh, yeah, great, great little bit of acting and and just super, super fun. I guess we shouldn't break down every little one, but we're going to. we move on to, uh, it's the Gigi Sal Guerrero, who's uh, been nice enough to be on this here podcast in the past. Uh, how do you say this? Nah, nah, nahuales? Nahuales is
1: my Nahuales? nahuales. Uh-huh.
0: This was maybe the most difficult one for me. And not to say I didn't like it, I just found it a little different and a little maybe not as freshly paced. Uh, what were your impressions?
1: I think this one gets, a, a, it has a lot to do with folklore. And I think maybe the folklore is a little um, overpowering. for right? me. Yeah. From it. I think I can see how after Vampiro, it, it's kind of like slows the pace. Still, it has a lot of cool visuals in it. I think it would be really, It's. I think it's a really cool story. I think maybe I would have liked to switch the order of the stories around a little bit
0: though. I'm so glad you said that. Cause that was going to be my next question. Uh, as we kind of rounded this, rounded the bases here into the, into this movie. Yeah. I've, I felt like it was, it, it, it should have been segmented differently. And that might be my only real criticism for this, yeah. for this flick. I thought that that one in particular, because yeah, it's, it's real deep folklore stuff and not the, that's that's awesome we we typically love that stuff here yeah and and like i said it it's good it, it just felt weird i i would have almost liked to started with that one somehow um i feel
1: like that would have been a good starter to, yeah, yeah because it would
0: have set you up it would have been really pretty dark and like we won't really get into it because we won't uh, spoil anything but yeah it, it's it's one of the more darker tales and um it, it would have, it would have it would have been nice to kind of like go take the gradient lighter as as we finished off the uh, as we finished off the flick and which brings me to the hammer of zanzibar (laughs) which is an amazing title for anything um it should be a at least uh uh, a magnum condom brand or or something um yeah right i think i think it's gotta be a really
1: giant sandwich (laughs) Yeah, like one of those ones that feeds like 20... zanzibar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see Scooby Doo and and uh, yeah <laughs> Shaggy eating eating it towards each other. This one I thought was uh, the most fun out of all of them. Quacky, wacky, 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 and um, I I I don't think we should we should get into this one too much. Right,
1: it's, other it's than... very um, it's got lots of twists and turns and surprises.
0: It, it does, it does, and and it that one in more than the, the other ones. It plays a bigger role into the the overall wraparound, which uh, for Hammer's Zanzibar, I'll just say this, just to kind of uh, to to tease your your loins. It's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's penetrative. It's uh, it's big, and it gets you right to the end. (laughs) Oh, I like that reaction. I like that reaction. (laughs) All right, so (laughs) so we finally get to. our wraparound and again I thought one of the coolest effects in the entire movie was in the wraparound here towards the end. So it, it really kind of it leads you this movie really leads you along to to a really cool finale. And uh you know I just general thoughts on the end, overall impressions of the wraparound. What how'd how you feel about how it wrapped up?
1: I, I like it. Um we get a, a really cool payoff I think um yeah I
0: agree
1: <laughs> our story comes full circle and everything we saw basically Leading up to it, all plays a part in it. So Pedro's story. Yes. <laughs> and now I can't think of his name. At all. I
0: know. I know. We're awful. Pedro's so mad at us. Yeah. For Pedro, but you know what, Pedro, more power to you, buddy. And
1: hey, Matt's an he, iconic you, character.
0: Yeah. I hope <laughs> no one you find else your way. Can be
1: Pedro. <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody knows what you're talking about. Uh. Yeah. I hope he. he found his way out of El So satanic Hispanics, Regina we're going to do this the old-fashioned way you're going to do a c or a no c on this guy
1: see watch satanic hispanics watch it with your satanic mechanic
0: <laughs> man i need one of those that but does he does does he do transmission work because I'm, I'm still having, i think
1: he does <laughs> I'm still
0: having hell. great great um i too will say uh just maybe the highest recommend of the year uh for satanic hispanics it was a. uh, uh just a really really good time and great great acting great directing had a, had a lot of fun with it so what does that mean every saturday every weekend you can find us here here on the morbidly beautiful podcasting network we are one of many horror podcasts on there we have lots of friends out there so please go give them a listen We have an open review policy here you can send us stuff you can talk to us on the instagrams the twitters the social medias and g regina what do they do then
1: and you can follow the show on Twitter, <laughs> yes. on instagram and at yes. adventures in movies you can also find nathaniel creeping on instagram at adventures in nathan you can find blake stalking on twitter at freud horror and you can find me regina plotting on instagram at danger chavez
0: <laughs> that's you did that so well you did that so better so much better than i do uh next week <laughs> lucky mckee great director that's and uh, yes we're very very excited to have lucky on uh talk about we'll probably talk about old man his new movie and uh, something that he suggests so please tune in for that you can find us on the old apple podcast the old spotify's iHeartRadio, radio anywhere you can find podcasts you can find this one please go tell a friend give a five-star review or please just say hello that's our cue
1: 33 days to Halloween!
0: <laughs> there it is! 33! Let's go everybody!
1: Audio.